Hello, and welcome back to Mahi, a Dream SP podcast. This is episode 30, and today we'll be discussing the Dream SP season 3 finale. As always, we refer to the characters by name and specify when we're talking about the writers, and we try to focus on analysis. Welcome back to Mahi. Um, just something to announce about this episode this is actually the last episode of season 1 of the Mahi podcast. And because of that, it's going to be an extra length episode and we'll talk about everything in the Dream SMP season 3 finale. At least as much as we can fit. Yeah, there's a Because a lot happened. There's so much. Happened. So much. Just trying to write all of it out. I was like, oh man, I thought this was going to be like, you know, like two pages <laughs> with bullet points. And then I started Yes, we wrote out like a whole Google document for us to use while we're doing this. It's just a recap of everything that happened, including Quackity's lore. Yes, yeah, so it covers everything from Quackity's lore stream, um, his finale stream on Saturday, the 27th of November. From that to as recently as Punk's latest stream, which I think happened like two days before we we're recording this, so everything that's happened in like the last it was week weird because so. it happened in like midday. Yeah, for me. I, I didn't get to watch it, but I read through the recap, and uh, we'll we'll get to it when we get to it. But let's just I say saw it pop fun. up in the stream <laughs> notifications, and it was like. FAM in the morning and I'm dying and I'm like, I shouldn't click this and then I stay up late anyway, so whatever. Yeah, whatever, it works out. But yeah, so for now we need to start with the first of the finales, which is Quackity. Quackity. Lore stream. Yeah. Cinematic lore streams. Beautiful. Phenomenal. Yes. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't lose out the movies. stupid humor of normal lore streams either. It doesn't. It still yeah. contains some of that. Um... Yeah, so it's the finale of the Lost Nevadas arc, I guess, as far as season three goes. Um, it's... Oh my god, he named it finale, and it actually is. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> it, it's interesting because it covers so it covers the span of time from uh, probably like the day before or the day of Techno being imprisoned. I can't remember if it says like exactly when. I think it just says three months ago at the beginning of the stream and the, the entirety of the stream covers from that to um technoblades escape and then a few weeks after that and i think like the day before technically uh prison break. what would be the day before techno break stream out so it covers that whole span of time that we didn't get to see what Quackity was doing, or what like the Lost Nevada crew was doing, but we had like the. Wait, wait, I think, I think the end of that was like after Techno had escaped. I think no. so. Yeah. No. No, um, no, it couldn't have been. So at the very no, end, it was after no, no, Techno it has to be it was before so, Dream Escaped. Is what I it said. was. Before, so, yeah. So what happened was, um, you so about spoilers, obviously, Slime dies, and this is this happens the day of Techno escaping, and so. Two months later, uh, he's stuck in this. He's he's holed up in his uh, researching, looking into slime. And then two months later, slime finally responds to something. Slime disappears, and then prison break. Yeah. So that's sort of yeah. the timeline, is it? But there's a lot that happened. Okay. So the first thing I want to say about this that's really interesting is, Quackity gives slime these lessons, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of them echo very similar to. 
what dream thinks and the lessons that Ranbi got. So it's very interesting that these, like we already know that Quackity and Dream are paralleling each other a lot. But it's interesting to see that Slime seems to be paralleling Ranbu. Yeah. Some oh. of them are definitely similar. Um, it's like... Quackity, Quackity does this a lot, actually. He will see something his enemy does, and then he'll mimic, he'll copy what they do. But in, yeah. like, a slightly worse way. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could probably go through all the lessons, because I have them written down. Um, so he teaches him seven formal lessons, and then he gives him, like, one piece of, like, last advice afterwards. But I think we can probably just go through the lessons really fast because there's they're not too complicated to talk about. But um, so the first one, which I think is my favorite because I just like the way it's worded, is humans are assholes and are going to gatekeep at every chance they get. <laughs> and you know what? That's fair. And I think it's very that I think is a lesson that's like distinctly... uh, humans here is a word which means Wilbur. <laughs> yeah, I think this is a lesson distinctly that isn't. <laughs> something that i think gets reflected in other people it's something that quackity himself has learned from his experiences whereas a lot of the other lessons i think are things that he's learned from like wilbur or dream and that kind of thing but the humans are assholes and are going to gatekeep at every chance they get is distinctly a, a, a lesson that quackity learned from his own experience in the dream smp and from being uh gatekept from joining lemanberg and we even get clips of like uh Tommy telling him that, you know, Wilbur wouldn't approve of you, you're too, you're too, and <laughs> it drifts off, but, um, which I like to take I just for him find it so funny, though, that it's, his, this lesson is just this giant jab at freaking Lemanberg. Yeah, basically, and you know what, that's kind of fair, because, like, that's, was the first... That was yeah. the start of the conflict. I know, okay, it's just, I still, I've said this before, I'll say it again. I don't get how many people, get how so many people can ignore that part of his character when it's basically what set off his entire character. Yeah, well, some people think it just didn't happen because it was, no one could find the actual clip of Wilbur telling him that you're not European, so you can't be in. Um, There's some this people think it misconception, didn't essentially, that was just a misunderstanding on Tommy's part. Yeah. But Wilbur himself, maybe not at that exact moment, but at other times, has been very clear exactly. that he wants British people and European people in the Manberg, and he wants Americans out. Well, any non-Europeans. Aren't like it's not in. like it's not like Wilbur was going around saying, "Oh, I love Americans. Um, any Americans can join the Manberg no. if they want." And then Tommy was, like, saying the complete opposite. What Tommy says is, like, supported by how Wilbur acted at other times. I, if I remember correctly, Sapnap, was, during the beginning of Lemanberg, Sapnap had wanted to join Lemanberg. Yeah, Sapnap was but denied. But he was denied because, because he, he was, was American. American and not European. Uh, and this yeah. happened, if I remember correctly, it should have happened when he and Tubbo went to confront Wilbur over Wilbur and Tommy over them stealing potion supplies. Yeah, because Tubbo's a let in. It's, I think it's after the drug van um, has done, and then they start Lamanberg. No, I think it was, yeah, was them. I think they both. No, they both had to have been afterwards because it was once to Tommy and started. Wilbur. But um, no, no, it was, it, it was Tommy. It was when no, it was when Wilbur yeah, came up with the idea for Lamanberg. The head really like started building it up yet. Mm. Yeah. So okay. like Wilbur comes up with the idea of making this country, and then he's like. Well, Tubbo can join, and then Sapnap's like, well, can I join? And then t t uh, Wilbur's like, no, you can't join because you're not European. Mm hmm. Thanks, Wilbur. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Yeah, I wasn't there during that time, so my memory of what happened exactly when is a little iffy. But yeah. So <laughs> that's Quackity's first lesson, though, right? Is that people will gatekeep, and that's interesting because we can tie that back to Lemonberg. And actually, I'm looking through these lessons, and you can tie each of them back to sort of like either a specific person or a specific event. Mm. Um, well, like obviously politics are the way to power yes. like obviously that's something quackity learned himself he learned from wilbur he learned from slash yes so that's the second lesson he teaches. um create no attachments to anything because they will get destroyed um dream that's a, i know I, I suppose... like that echoes dream but also wilbur and wilbur destroying yeah, 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 actually use wilbur as, as well. the example for it um dream and tommy probably wilbur went insane well, he, he mm-hmm. mentions dirt when he's teaching the slime the lesson. He talks about Wilbur specifically and talks about how Wilbur was attached to Lamanberg and it drove him insane and then he destroyed it. And it, everyone mm-hmm. who was attached to it as well got their mm-hmm. thing that they loved and cared for destroyed as well. Um, so there's those. And then the fourth lesson is hold your ground against authority, which I think is kind of... Um, he and uses Mexican Lemanberg as his example for that one to slime of him standing up against Dream, which, so, um, yeah. fuck him, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure, buddy. I don't th- sure. Sure. Yeah, you're you're in the right there. No, you're not. Um. Anyways, that's my personal opinion. Let's not talk about that. But yeah, so he uses Mexican Lemanberg <laughs> as his example for that of him standing up against authority, which was Dream, and then he uses it sort of, I think... I feel like part of that lesson also has to come from Schlatt and mm. how when he was Schlatt's vice president, a lot of the things that happened was that he, in his mind, probably feels bad because he didn't stand up to Schlatt soon enough because he was complicit in a lot of what Schlatt did with like murdering Tubbo at the uh, mm. at the festival, like having him executed or tearing down the White House. He probably thinks that, you know, I didn't stand up hard enough for that. And it was only after that that I think... That probably, at least in my mind, I think, would have some kind of effect in where he got that idea from of his regrets for not standing up against Schlatt. But I don't know how much of that is just me theorizing and headcanoning, but it just makes sense to me anyways. Um, uh, Trust nobody, you're going to get betrayed. I feel like that is also something he learned from Schlatt. Hmm. But in a sort of like outsider looking in kind of way, because... Schlatt had everyone betray him. Yeah. And Wilbur then betrayed Pogtopia. Um, so I feel like that's a he lesson... He might have also been thinking about puns betraying Dream, even though we'll talk about that, like, what's been revealed about that later on. Yeah, maybe he partially got that from that as well, but I don't know how much Quackity has interacted with puns or knows about puns, but I feel like the Schlatt one and then Wilbur and Pogtopia probably stands out to him significantly. Um, because of that. And, you know, part of it is also probably, um, in his eyes, how Rambu betrayed Tubbo and everyone by writing everything down in that book, which he then gave, and I'm putting that in quotation marks because he didn't, probably, maybe he gave it to Dream, we don't know. Um, Ender Smile. <laughs> I'd say he probably, talking about Ender Smile, I've been working on something with that, and, uh, hopefully that might be out by the time this episode is out. But- Quackity was pretty. Is this real, not fake. (laughs) 
Quackity was really pissed off with Rambu for that, and he tried to get Tubbo to go after yeah, him. Yeah, he for tried it. to get him executed. Yeah, so... Tubbo had to stand up. Look, uh, that was actually like one of the best Tubbo moments. Like, oh yeah, the best Tubbo moments are the ones where he stands up to someone who's trying to like. Get him to do something. Where he like, it's not even get him the, like, to do something. Passive aggressive. Okay, I'll do what you say. Not really. Um, sort of standing up, but like actually legitimately, he's like, no, what the fuck, you, go what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. Yeah, it's because I think Rambo in general is a very passive character, not like in like a bad way, but in the way that he tends to go along with stuff that other people do rather than starting stuff himself. Yeah. So some of his best moments are when he goes against that. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, so there's that lesson. And then the final one, or no, sorry, the second to final one, because there's one more after this is uh seek successful revenge or the consequences will be bitter and i think we all know that that's talking about techno um <laughs> and how in his eyes going after techno was sort of vengeance for uh minecraft mondays and for november 16th and his part to play in destroying remembered then um the and that does not go I well. the fact that minecraft monday is canon because it means that when dream and techno first met it's because it was it's I because think it's it was Dream asking Quackity. if he could play in Minecraft Monday with Techno. <laughs> I think it's canon for Quackity, at least because he's brought it up. I'm before pretty sure. As to why I'm pretty sure he's um, Techno Blade also referenced it when he was talking about that. So yeah. it's canon for Quackity it's canon for and for Techno at least. Um, and like Dream hasn't said anything, yeah. so that's my head canon. <laughs> unless Dream says something to contradict it. Uh, <laughs> Look, unless t unless Dream says something like, "Remember when we first met, when you joined the Dream SMP, or when we first yeah. met on that mountain?" Then it's no longer canon. But unless he says something like that, I'm taking it as canon <laughs> that they met at Minecraft Monday. Kind of funny, but um, yeah. So that seems to be pretty clear, uh, as to be something referencing back towards uh, the Butcher's Army and Techno and how that went absolutely terrible, and then we got Doomsday. Um, but the the interesting thing about that lesson in particular is it's the only one that Slime sort of responds questioning back to because Slime, uh, Quackity tells him this and then Slime responds, is revenge ever really worth it? Because as far as he's seen, someone gets mm. revenge on one person and that person goes to get revenge on them and it's just an endless cycle with neither side ever ending. And it leads to this very long pause from Quackity who then says that revenge isn't worth it. So, that's kind of an interesting thing, because Quackity's one of the few characters, I feel like, who's gone for revenge the most, because of the Butcher's mm. Army, um... I feel like he might be, like, in a, uh, what's it called, sunk cost fallacy situation, where, like, he knows that revenge isn't going to be worth it, but he feels like he's already put so much effort into getting his revenge he that... Has to be going. Yeah. Well, that's the question, right? If he because... gives up now, then it will all have been a waste. Yeah. Well, that's the interesting th thing, though, right? Because this is during the time of uh, the period of time between when Techno and Dream got imprisoned and uh, Techno's escape. So it's kind of an interesting um, level of either yeah. has he started to learn from himself, and obviously this comes back to play later in the, that particular lore stream with Purple. Um, who does a great job. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. It's interesting to wonder if that 
sort of him admitting that is his sort of acknowledgement, like, that he knows that he's wrong for going after revenge and that what he's doing isn't gonna really be worth it in the end, but he can't stop. So it's like, I don't know if it's this moment of, like, self-recognition and self-awareness or if it's this sign of him reflecting back on his life and being like, well, maybe what, I was, what I've been doing isn't worth it. But then again, right after that, he goes back to the prison and uh, is telling Dream he's going to kill Techno and kill Dream if he doesn't give him the book, which is that him just sort of completing revenge or is that him trying to be done with the situation? I don't know. Either way. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Something interesting to think about, at least. And then we have our seventh lesson, and what we later learn is sort of the theme of this season, I guess. At least, or maybe it's going to be this theme of next season, but um, legacy is all you have in this world is the final lesson that Quackity gives Slime. And he talks about how Lost Nevadas is his legacy and how it will be Slime's legacy, hopefully, as well, because he wants Slime to take over for him. I don't know, and it's an interesting because that happens, and then immediately after that, in, like, two different streams uh, later in the weekend... And in that stream again, we get it brought up by like three different people. <laughs> Leg. Uh, or two or three different people in various situations. So it's kind of interesting. I'm not sure if it's because it's going to be like the theme of next season and they're just sort of cementing it in now. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, this is what you should be paying attention to. I'm not to, sure or... if it's like going to be a season theme or if it's going to be like a quackity thing. I don't know. Because Legacy has come up in his lore like before. Or could become a thing where it's like a quackity thing and then other people start adopting that into their own stories. Yeah. And it becomes a season theme through that. Yeah. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. It's definitely been a quackity thing, but it's also interesting just to see how... Yeah, honestly, it's sort of just a Lost Nevadas thing as a whole. Because part of the reason, part of the way that he got the people mm-hmm. to join Lost Nevadas in the first place was by... Uh, Trying to convince asking them, that them what they Lost think. Nevadas will give them a legacy. Exactly, yeah. So it's a lot of that, and uh, it comes back to bite him in the ass later. Um, actually, it comes back to bite him in the ass right now. Because <laughs> immediately after we get the uh, seventh lesson, we get this um, audio recording uh, over, like, sort of, I don't know, remember if it was over clips or what. Um, it was of just purple. Blank. It was just blank. And it was purple talking and stating basically that he isn't on Quackity's side. He has never been on Quackity's side. It's more just been a tactic for him to find a way to get revenge on Purple, or on revenge on Quackity revenge for destroying his UFO. I was right. AKA I Purple's was right. legacy. I predicted this six months yeah, ago. Yeah, of all of them, Purple's the <laughs> one who makes the least sense for him to join up, and absolutely the one I would believe the most in betraying Quackity, because, mm. like... Other than Foolish, so many Foolish literally died. So fast. <laughs> but, <It was great. laughs> like, yeah, out of everyone, it's got to be Purpled, right? Because mm. Purpled has the loosest ties mm. and the most suspicion of Quackity. So it just also, I just want to say, and I've said this before, but I am very proud of a content creator Quackity, not Quackity, content creator Purpled, yeah. from going from not being very involved in the lore at all to having a big moment like this. Oh, yeah. Purple's done a really, uh, a lot of, like, really cool stuff mm. in this very And he's definitely gotten a lot more confident than the first bits of lore he tried to do. Yeah. And I think that's cool. 
I think it's actually interesting because the way his lore goes is kind of similar to the way that Puns does it, which just sort of cements the whole like brother uh, mercenary thing. <laughs> but um, they have a similar style where they don't tend to do like big lore things on their own channels, right? But they will show up for either small, like really important pieces of lore, and we'll get into that with puns later, or um, into other people's streams and playing a, like a very big role, but in this often very understated way where we don't get to see after. Like Purple shows up in Quackity's lore in some very important ways multiple times now, but we never really, I don't know, it's interesting. We don't get into his point of view very often. But he plays such a major part, and I think Puns does kind of the same thing, except I think Puns, we get like a little bit more insight into what his whole deal is. But even then, when we mm. do, it's only for like 10 minute little bits of the end of a stream that <laughs> is, mm. I don't know, we'll get into Puns later, but yeah. So Purple reveals the fact that he's never been on Quackity's side. Fuck Quackity, he's just there to get revenge. Um, which, you know, ties back into that earlier lesson. Mm. Um, I actually, um, I saw an interesting theory somewhere, I can't remember where, um, it was on Tumblr or something. It's a Tumblr Twitter, I think, but, um, basically, Purplewood was, like, at the start of his section, right? It sounded like he was, like, telling someone something, and it could just be, like, an inner monologue type thing. Yeah, it definitely seems like he was talking I to think, someone else. It mm, felt like a monologue. So, it could have been either. I'm not really sure. I mean, it could have been because we still don't know who Harper Crash is, like the extra member of the syndicate is. True. And we also know that one other member of the syndicate, Nikki, was someone who wasn't really that involved in lore. Now, she did have her own arcs and stuff and stuff with Jack, but was, like, struggling to get into lore before her character joined the syndicate. So, if they wanted to have someone else in the syndicate who was not as confident with lore and wanted something to do, Purple would be a choice. Yeah, that would make sense. I don't know, it's interesting. We don't know a lot about... Purple's character because he again he doesn't do lore very often but when he does it's mm. very interesting it's not impossible i think it's maybe it's not the most likely possibility but it's definitely something to consider yeah but uh before we get into the last of what so so we get this reveal from purple and then we get to a scene of quackity visiting slime in his room in which he gives him I don't know if I want to call it a lesson, but he gives him, like, a piece of advice of the fact that the house always wins, which feels very strange, because then he proceeds to lose everything, um, <laughs> and get his ass beat constantly, um, but... I mean, it is called the dream, Aston so. <laughs> True, the house, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I get oh, yeah actually, there. something to mention, um, basically, also in his little stream, Quackney said something, Implying that Dream was the one who created the SMP. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which has also been kind of like a vague thing what exactly his connection to the server is in canon. Yeah. Admin Dream. Admin Dream. Admin Dream. <laughs> so, what Quacky said basically implies, uh, it could imply a few things depending on how you interpret it. Could be that Dream created the world. Yeah. Could be that 
he like um especially because um something else we found out recently is that um the reason xd looks like dream is because dream is the first human he saw oh, yeah, it could be that dream <laughs> found the server and it was the first human to find it and that's why it was the first human xd saw if xd is like the server connected to it yeah um it could be that the server is like an area in a greater world and dream was the first one to come to that area and sort of settled there with his friends yeah and that's what quackity means by like laying the foundations there's a few different ones but it all kind of comes down to the same point he's the one who started it he was like there from the start yeah he's got some connection essentially he's not like some random guy who happened to be there yeah um, which I think we kind of knew, we just didn't know exactly in what way, but, um, we're gonna talk about Dream and Dream XD later too, so we'll get into that. Mm. But, uh, then comes the moment everyone has been waiting for, fiancé's angst, <laughs> because <laughs> we leave, uh, Quackity and Slime with that final lesson, and we go to Sapnap's point of view, and Sapnap is wandering around Las Nevadas, and Quackity finds him, and they talk. And Quackity's still butthurt over the fact that he thinks that they made Kanoko Kingdom without him and just sort of abandoned him. And Sapnap's very insistent on the fact that, no, uh, Carl was supposed to invite you. He said he was going to send you an invitation. I think he said he did send you an invitation, so I'm very confused. Quackity's like, no, 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 you're just you're lying, blah, 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 blah. Like, it's over. I'm done. I don't want to talk about it. And Sapnap's like, no, 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 no. We've been working in Kanoko Kingdom. Come to Kanoko Kingdom. We'll figure this all out. And eventually, he, you know, wheedles Quackity down into going with him. Uh, and then we get the angstiest of angst. Thing is, like, you can tell that Quackity's like, he's considering it. Yeah. He wants to, I think he wants he to, wants you know, to. believe them. And he wants to reconnect the, you know, that, with them. Yeah, and I think he wants to believe. I think part of him wants to believe that there's that there could have been just like a mistake, but the more rational part of him is like, though there's no way that that this is a huge thing to just forget to tell someone. There's no way that this was a mistake. <laughs> I want to be friends with them, but I don't want to. If we rehash this, then I know that shit's gonna go down. But uh, Sapnap convinces him, and then takes him to Kanoko, uh, shows him around. Um, and then they encounter Carl, who seems confused as fuck. As he to why is there. <laughs> yeah, well, Carl seems very, very, like, confused and sort of weirded out by Quackity being there. And it, com- and it, it comes off to the audiences very much like, does he know who Quackity is? And it turns out he does know who Quackity is. The problem isn't that he doesn't know who Quackity is. It's the problem is that he doesn't remember any of the good things about his relationship with Quackity. The only thing he remembers really about Quackity is the really bad shit, including the fact that Quackity is responsible for him dying in the El Rapids fiasco, which isn't quite <laughs> how it plays out, but Quackity was sort of the one leading the charge on that, even though Sapnap's the one who suggested it, yeah. and Carl's the one who agreed to it, but Carl thinks of Quackity as a murderer, and Carl thinks that Quackity's really just there, and that Sapnap brought him there really just to taunt Carl, and Carl's very upset by his presence there. And Quackity, in turn gets super fucking pissed because he's like you're just calling me a murderer you're calling me a murderer like you agreed it was our plan like you can't just call me that and carl's like okay well all i remember of you is you got me killed so <laughs> and quackity gets uh upset is to put it lightly 
and Sapnap is just stuck in the, the middle trying to keep his family together and it's not working out very well. Um, kind of feel bad for Sapnap in that situation because he's just like, it's okay guys, we can get along. And they're like, no we can't. Um, so poor Sapnap, he tries so hard. <laughs> His family's falling apart around him, but, um, You're tearing this family <laughs> apart! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, uh, so Quackity basically tells Sapnap that he and Sapnap are good. Quackity's pissed at Carl, and Carl, uh, is... Thinks Quackity's a murderer and doesn't want to be- have anything to do with him. Uh, Quackity says Sapnap's welcome back to Lost Nevadas anytime he wants, but he, that- To never invite Quackity back to Kanoko and to not invite Carl. Quackity and Carl are completely split. They're donezo. <laughs> so yeah, so we get fiance's lore, um, and it's sad. And Carl, we get sort of. Different from sad. That's true. Mm. It, it was a little different than I expected. Cause I, I mean, think I thought we that get Carl a better idea of what Carl or what his memory things. is like. Because we know he remembers Sapna probably because he's around him a lot. Yeah. That probably does help. But because he hasn't seen Quackity in a long time, he's sort of forgotten him. Yeah. And the other thing we do know is that Carl's skin had changed. Which is interesting because... Yellow, which we don't really know the significance it's... of. Oh, oh it's a, no, it's we know that. Yellow. It's because his character canonically has, like, yellow eyes. Unlike his VTuber avatar also has the same. Oh, so did he just change just up the brightness of he, them? Just like, he just oh, wow. got around to changing it. Oh, okay. Because I was like, <laughs> wow. And I know a lot of people are... Um... But something interesting is that this stream kind of revealed, um, like, why people, like, why his memory loss hasn't really been spotted. It's because he can remember stuff that he's around a lot easily, like Sapnap or Kanoko and all that. But if he hasn't been reminded of something, he forgets it very easily. Yeah. Like, the reason he remembers dying is probably That's because... a traumatic event. Like, that was a traumatic event, so he thinks about it, like, more than he would other things. And especially because you remember bad experiences more easily than good ones in general. Yeah. And the part he seems to have forgotten is the fact that Sapnap is the one who actually, uh, <laughs> you know, agreed or made that plan... Mm. Sapnap is the one who sort of yeah, made that idea so... in the first place, and Carl's the one who sort of agreed to it. So I guess he kind of sort of forgot about that point and focused more on the Yeah, it makes sense that especially like, people like Sapnap, who are around him a lot, haven't spied the fact that he's losing his memory. Because yeah. most of the stuff around him is stuff that he remembers, and it's only when he's confronted with something that he's forgotten that it becomes clear that something's wrong. Yeah. But, uh, so we get the fiancé's fallout. And then uh, we go forward in time a little bit to immediately after Techno has escaped. Um, prison alarms are blaring. We get a brief clip of uh, Quackity and Sam in the prison from that one lore stream uh, of them yelling at Sam and yelling at Dream and yelling at Techno and everything. Um, so we get like a brief flash of that. To sort of set the scene and then we go into Quackity in Lost Nevadas uh, with Slime running up to him and then they get uh, approached by Purpled and Quackity's freaking out and trying to tell Purpled to go gather everyone up and then Purple says I have a situation too and I think it's more important someone left a chest and Quackity and Slime go over to it and Slime goes to check it because um, I think it's trapped 
and it is trapped, but in a way that's different than they anticipated because Slime opens it, there's nothing inside, they turn around, Purple's standing by a lever, he flicks it, and it drops them into the most awesome death pit arena I have ever seen. <laughs> um, it's like a suspended platform over a sea of lava, and it looks baller. <laughs> I cannot get over how cool that was. Um, I think Purple's incredibly extra, and I think he does it well. <laughs> and it, it, I love it for him. I, Purple's amazing. Um, yeah, so Quackity and Slime get dropped down. Uh, Quackity's like, what the fuck are you doing? We, we can't be doing this right now. Um, Purple says, I don't care. I, you blew up my he UFO. Um, I'm not... Like, I, I was always going to do this. Uh, Purple drops down, puts on some armor. Uh, and then reveals the fact that he has known that Quackity has been visiting the prison. Um, this whole time. And he wants the book. And he wants the book. Now, the thing that always... The, the thing that stood out to me, though, about that situation is that Purple asks for the book. Demands it, basically. Quackity says he doesn't have it. Um, Purple doesn't believe him. Blah, 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 so on and so forth. You know, the, the, the regular, like, deal for the book. Because uh, this happens with everyone, basically. Um, and so, Purple and Quackity fight. And then Quackity insists that he doesn't have the book. And Purple sort of gives up on it. And then, or Purple seems... I don't... That, the thing to me is that I don't know if Purple wants the book specifically because he wants the book. Or if it's just that he knows... I think he wants it to knows, piss off Quackity. Yeah, that's what I got the impression of. It's not that he really wants the revive book. It's that he mm -hmm. wants specifically something that Big Q has had and has fought for. And he wants to take it from He him. wants it because Quackity wants it. Basically. Yeah. And so... Big Q says that I don't have it, and even if I did, I wouldn't give it to you. And Purple pulls the most girl boss move ever, says good, jumps past Quackity, and throws slime into the lava. Um, which, damn, man, talk about a statement. Honestly, slime's death is like one of the coolest deaths, I think, that have happened in the dream smp just to me personally just because i mean it was kind of lame the way he just melts into the lava whatever but like just the, the setup for it is really cool um i think there so... was definitely some a little bit of backstage magic going on there because slime stood in that lava for so long he did stand in the lava I for mean, a surprising amount takes, of time it takes longer than you think to die from lava in minecraft yeah even here you're not wearing armor maybe it's not it, feels so I long always feel though, like I die they have so like fast they have this <laughs> giant giant they have this dramatic goodbye and then a few seconds more and then he dies that's true they might have I don't know maybe they give him extra health or something but um yeah so but Quackity jumps into the lava with him and starts putting down sand and telling slime to get on the sand and slime just uses the moment instead to give sort of his final goodbyes and then he dies um it's not really clear to me anyways how that works with slime because everyone else has three cannon lives right and so you'd think that you know he'd lose the one cannon life and then he'd be relatively okay other than I mean, he's you know, a mob. trauma it, yeah exactly he's a mob so he doesn't properly die right because like we think he dies and mm -hmm. then we get sort of this um time fast forward of events uh, finding out that Quackity has been 
researching slimes to try and help uh, slime who he names Charlie. Um, so he's been researching slimes to try and help Charlie uh, and make him and put him back together. But we see that Charlie's oh, still like alive, but he's just like completely dormant and unresponsive and is more slimy than before. Um, he's back to how he was before. Yeah. So it's like, it's implied that he's not like dead, dead, but he's not. He's kind of reversed. Yeah, I guess is that that's the best way no, to put it's, it. No, it's so literally one of those regress things. Yeah. Um, so he's basically like completely dormant catatonic. Um, and Quackity talks about how like he's been trying to help him and that he left a chest with a bunch of books hmm. in it for slime to like. I've seen a few people like do arch and stuff about the idea that he might come back as like a magma cube rather than a slime, you know? That'd be kind of neat. Like he wants to find the nether. That'd actually be pretty Cause... neat. Because, ha ha. I mean. I shouldn't laugh. That, uh, no, actually, that that's actually kind of funny, but kind of cool at the same time. But, uh, so, he is catatonic. Um, there's a chest full of books. Quackity goes through them and finds that one of them has been written in, um, but it looks like gibberish. So he says, like, he says, like, did you do this? Did you write in this? Blah, 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 blah. He runs out. Him and Foolish work on it. Um, they realize, Foolish works on it, apparently, and reveal, realizes that certain letters on each page are, have a extra space on either side of them. And that if you take each letter from each page, you get the word legacy. Quackity freaks out because he's like, oh my god, he remembers, he's coming back, it's good, we're good. Uh, runs back to Charlie's room, and Charlie's gone. <laughs> because, of course, angst. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Charlie's gone. Quackity, I think that's the end of the stream. I don't think Quackity does anything after that. Um, but yeah, so, oh no, 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 he, and then it goes into his um, merch ad, actually. Um, a little bit. So it goes into his... <laughs> okay, well, that's really cool. I, you know what? Apparently, uh, have you seen his tweet? Apparently, he videoed that the morning before the oh stream. Oh, my God. Oh, did he? Oh, you know what? I think I do remember him <laughs> saying that. Yeah. It was actually really cool, because it goes into, like, li like, li um, like real person, like, real-life footage of him at the beach. Live action. With this, like, sort of monologue that he gives about making a legacy of Los Nevadas sort of in Charlie's memory um cause he said that you know he said that he was gonna do what Charlie basically asked him to um so it was a really nice moment it was really really cool and it sort of seems like I feel like it's setting the stage for season 4 of Quackity focusing on Los Nevadas and getting that legacy built um now just with just him Foolish and Fundy as the last remaining members of Las Nevadas, um, which it, it doesn't leave, it leaves, it's sort of like the end of, it, it's a really good finale for season three, because it builds up a lot for, I think, what season four is going to be like, but, um, yeah, I don't know, it's, it's dramatic, it's cool, <laughs> um, it's heartwarming, it's sad at times, you know, it's got all those things that you want in a finale, it's got sort of a cliffhanger, um, I don't know, it's like this nice like cross of a finale and a starting season episode, you know, like a pilot episode. Mm. So I think it goes really, really well. Um, so you guys wanna talk about the break camp now? Yes, we should We should definitely get into that. Yeah, so next but day. Yeah. The next we have day. The jailbreak uh, from Sunday. 
uh, the da, 28th, da, da, da. which we were all so hyped for and have all been waiting for for so long. And it's first finally off, first happened. Off. We win these! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Oh my god, Dream we win these! We win so much, we win these so yeah, much! Um, but a lot happened on Sunday. So we're gonna so much break happened it on Sunday. down. We're gonna break it down, and I think the easiest way to do it in a sort of um, not not pointing out like the major things, but we're gonna kind of follow Dream, like sort of the main event stream, and we're gonna follow Dream because Dream is, uh, you know, it's very essential so to, this, to this day, and he shows up in a quite a few streams for like big lore things. So yeah, it's kind of yeah. following him. Uh, he is our main character, baby. He um, is. It's called. The, <laughs> it's the Dream SMP, yeah. man. <laughs> So we're gonna start by talking about <laughs> that jailbreak portion of Techno Stream. So basically, the start of Techno Stream till him and Dream split up, and then we're gonna go and we're gonna follow Dream from Punza's stream to Tommy's stream and cover what happened there, and then we're gonna go into Sathnap stream, and then we'll see what we have time left for after that. Because <laughs> a There's lot happened so on Sunday and then happened. the week after that. Techno stream. Yeah, start with Techno. We start off with Technoblade doing this really, actually, really cool pre recorded section, which I was not, no one was expecting. So it just Yeah, it's not a techno move. Yeah, it's a little pre recorded section of the day before the prison break where Technoblade, he's even talking to us like it's on a stream. It's just God. And he's showing us the blueprints, um, what they're like, and obviously they've been compressed, so you can't really make out a lot of the details, but they're super cool looking. And he's going up Tommy's tower to take a look at, to sc basically scope out the prison, which implies that he's been, he's been making plans on how to get Dream out ever since uh, he got out. And then from that point, that vantage view, he gets vantage view, vantage point. He he sees Sam and Rambu. And Sam is just punching Rambu towards the prison gates. Punch, yep. punch, punch. And then and they he's... get in, and then, and that, that's sort of like when, when Techno realizes, oh shit, mm -hmm. Rambu's being jailed, <laughs> and starts yeah. booking it towards him. And he gets there just as the portal breaks. Uh, he mentioned that that was pre-recorded, so I wonder if they had to do like multiple <laughs> takes of that. They, I wonder if they had funny. to do multiple takes. Or if they were just the lucky the break. first time. Yeah, yeah. Oh god. I wonder how many times they had to do the timer. I'm guessing they also like <laughs> TP'd the both of them out because you know. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So we start off with finding out that Rambo is now in jail. Um, which leads to the by the end of the episode. By the end of the day, we actually still don't know why <laughs> he got put in jail exactly. We're pretty um, sure it has something to do with uh, his connection with Dream because Sam seemed to believe Rambo would make a good hostage against the Necromancer. Yeah, well, mm -hmm. <laughs> that that's its own sort of fun thing at the end. Um, but yeah, so Rambo's in jail, uh, and then we go from this sort of pre-recorded segment into live action, and we get the syndicate meeting with Phil and Techno and Nikki and, Nikki. and a dog they name Apollo, which dies um, because Sam's uh, Sam is member of the syndicate. Sam's heartless. Yes. Sam is heartless. Sam is heartless. Yeah, but so. For how much he likes Bran, he sure <laughs> kills a lot he of people. Even in manhunts! Even in manhunts! Yeah. Um, yeah, so we get the syndicate meeting. Uh, Techno explains that, you know, he's going into prison. He's going to break Dream out because he owes Dream a favor. But that uh, Rambo has also been jailed. So he would like their help. And Nikki and Phil agree to help him. 
uh, blah, 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 blah. They come up with a strategy where Techno is going to be the one to break into the jail while Phil acts as sort of a warning signal for Nikki, who is to set off Withers if, um, anything if things go wrong, bad. Basically, as a distraction. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's sort of their plan. Um, yeah, and then they have horses so... in waiting for escaping. It's, and it's... that's sort of. It's not a bad strategy, to be honest. It's not a bad strategy, it but it's um, it's but... really it's really sort of telling of the sort of relationship between Techno and Dream, and sort of how they do the quote unquote favors in that, and Techno's relationship with the Syndicate, and that um, the favor with Dream is personal. So he doesn't he didn't want to get the Syndicate involved. The moment Rambu was captured, he was like, "This is now a Syndicate problem." Yeah. That's sort of why he brings him in. I think he probably would have ended up asking Phil anyways, because Phil's his friend yeah. outside of the syndicate as well. So I feel well, like he would I, I have asked. But... I think Phil, um, well, with the Ender Stasis Pearl, I think he would have asked Phil to like, hey, I'm going to put an Ender Pearl down in the Stasis Chamber. Can yeah. you like flick the switch three days after I leave <laughs> if I don't come back? Not yeah. three months, Phil. But, uh... Yeah, so they sort of set up this plan and they go off and then Techno, as he goes, sort of reveals the strategy for breaking in. Which is a lot simpler than it seemed, because remember everyone had always been like planning, like how do we get in past everything? And a lot we of go through the ceiling, we go get plans. a map of the blueprints yeah. and how to get back. Um, no, he just digs a hole underneath everything. <laughs> yeah, the one so spot where out, I mean, it works. It work. Yeah, so it turns out that the way that the mining fatigue in the prison works is that they have Elder Gardens on actual mine carts on a track that goes throughout the prison. So um, with three, I think three Elder Gardens that go around so that if, you know, you... You drink milk, mel another one drink just milk immediately or something, applies it yeah, to you. Hits you. Yeah, so the way that he ends up deciding that the, the way, the flaw in the system, so to speak, if you dig deep Deep. Enough, yeah, <laughs> I just said that because I was like, wait, that sounded really weird. Um, if you dig deep enough underneath the prison, that the mining fatigue doesn't hit you, and there aren't signals there to set off an alarm. So if you dig deep enough and you go underneath and into the obsidian and the lava, then you can technically get into the prison without worrying about mining fatigue at first, and then you just need fire resistance to get through all the lava. Um, it's, so he does this. It's really and it works. <laughs> yeah, 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 it works. It works first off because there's. I think he also mentioned that there's just a specific <laughs> area where the elder guardians just don't reach you. Yeah. Um, you have to this, go like super level? deep down. Yeah. Um, I don't remember oh, what Y level he got to. He finds diamonds it's, it's, when he's down there digging a tunnel, and he has to go around there because yeah. he doesn't have space to pick them up in his inventory. Yeah, it was I think it was like he found diamonds. So it's like um, I believe it was like Y eleven because there was a la lava pool nearby. Yeah. So but, that um, that just shows how fucking deep the prison is. Yeah. Like holy crap. Um, and I think the interesting thing about it is that, um, and Sam brings this up later, is like the only way you would know about a flaw like that and then how to get in and then navigate the prison itself is if you had insider information, which luckily for Techno he does because he has the plans Dream. and the blueprints. No, because I have to wonder, well, obviously, because Dream <laughs> knew about this flaw, obviously Sam must have known about it, so I have to wonder the conversation between the two, like, Dream, how Dream convinced Sam not to put a sec, not to, like, cover this flaw up, and I'm pretty sure it had something with, like, are you really sure you want to wrangle another Elder Guardian <laughs> back to the prison? <laughs> I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of curious about that myself, honestly. Is it something, because I feel like Sam would have to 
have known about it. And I think yeah. the way it would have probably gone in canon probably is that he just assumed that it's a it's a flaw that no one would really know about without like experimenting, right? So the only ones who would know about it are the people who built it. And obviously there's no way there's no way James could have told him. Part of what Sam says later is that he didn't expect any maniac to be like anyone to be stupid or a much of as much of a maniac to actually break into the prison to break him out. So he, I think, part of it he was like, there isn't a real way for me to actually, you know, prevent this thing from happening. And even if it does, the I chances think, of someone getting in and not dying are so low that I think um, it's a risk but I, it's like the most small risk possible so the elder guardians are put on this trackway in the a minecart's in trackway right i think a way yeah. and the reason that there's this area where they just don't reach probably because um of the way they have the elder guardians spaced out is my assumption so i think a way to Probably. fix it would be to get another elder guardian here but to get another elder guardian here and like sam's talked about how wrangly the elder guardian just took fucking forever <laughs> so yeah i'm not surprised i have no idea how you'd get a elder minecart track or boats. and then all the way over there yeah like, that would have been a nightmare yeah I which don't... is why i think like how might, Sam might have just brought it up to Dreams, like, yeah, so there's gonna be a section of the prison where the Elder Guardians can't cover, and then should we go get a new Elder Guardian? And then Dream could have possibly told him, like, are you sure you want to go out and grab another Elder Guardian? Because I'm not gonna help you with that. Well, I know a funny thing out of canon was literally Sam said later that, um, so, uh, they had me break an in- like an unbreakable prison like a prison you cannot break into and then like through like a week ago like three days ago dream tech or dream and techno cornered me in a thing and we're like okay so how do we break into the prison he's like you told me to make this impossible to break into and break out of you're really now asking me how do we get in in a reasonable way and sam had to spend like hours thinking of a way to like basically jailbreak his own creation which i just felt really bad for like content creator sam because imagine being told like i want you to make this unbreakable safe and you do it and then a couple weeks later they're like okay now how do you break into your unbreakable safe and he's like are you kidding me <laughs> this is exactly the opposite of what you had me do in the first place but um yeah so that's the flaw in the prison apparently you can go underneath which i bet after you know having someone actually break in and out of that way uh sam probably uh, uh character sam is probably thinking of ways to you know fix yeah. that like, but, um, it's one of the I it's really one of those long. in hindsight things because again no one should know about this flaw in the prison because to know about it you have to have been there when it was built or you have to have insider information or blueprints and the only people yeah. who know about it is dream and sam and yeah presumably sam was under the impression that dream wasn't expecting to get locked in the prison so he he was not expecting dream to have left blueprints for technoplay to for techno to use to get into the prison etc yeah. so etc i think it's one of those things where like until someone has broken into the prison you aren't thinking about you know like when you're coming up with the prison you're building it you're coming up with all the ways that to keep someone from breaking out and it's only until and you cover as much of that as possible and it's only until like someone's actually broken in and is breaking out that you think okay so what possible ways could they be doing it 
and then you go through like the sort of the last reward things and you know the things yeah. that have like a one percent chance of working if that and that was sort of why by the end and of the like, stream he's chasing them out through that exit this um, isn't even the first time people have broken the prison or broken yeah. into this unbreakable prison this is just the official time like well, it's just been digging a tunnel by uh, abusing the login mechanic. Rambu yeah. got in with Chorus Fruit. Aaron broke in through the one obsidian thick ceiling. And freaking yeah. Tubbo broke the nether portal. Yeah. There's a An ton accident. of ways to break in, technically. Um, it's just that in a, like, a lore set, if, if they're actually being cautious about it, because... Uh, yeah, the, I don't know. There's a like, there's a bunch of ways to break in. It's just that once you're in, it's very hard to get any farther than the first point you're into. Because mm. even if you're breaking into the ceiling, you're not breaking in into any of the rooms, and then you have mining fatigue. So you're not gonna get much farther than that, except for being in the walls. Um, TNT. Most of which, yeah, you can't break through unless you have TNT, which is what Techno does. Techno uh, makes great use of TNT. And he uh, also uses. Through all the other uh, things. So like, there's this brief second when you drink the milk that the mining fatigue disappears and you can mine stuff super fast with an efficiency five now the red pickaxe so yeah he can he was able to break certain blocks within like a second yeah and by... if he couldn't then he'd just blow them up mm -hmm. and it worked out very well for him yeah but um yeah so so that's how techno breaks in uh he gets slightly lost for a second um something interesting i saw pointed out about the break act mm. Is that they were careful enough to down to the redstone, which implies the prison is going to be used again. That's true. He did. He still needs to be functional. It, oh yeah, he exposed the redstone, looked at it, it's like, oh, uh, let me just cover this back up. Yeah, yeah. I think he only <laughs> blew it up in the few cases where he like didn't have a choice to get through to the room because Sam would block them in yeah. with obsidian into certain. One thing rooms. I don't get is why. Um, Maybe it's because it was planned that way, so they could have the whole breaking into Connor's <laughs> cell thing. But why didn't you just use an ender pearl when Sam used obsidian to block off the way to? I think they forgot they had ender pearls block. for a second. They forgot they had ender pearls a few times, to be honest. They only remembered it every <laughs> once. Okay, a my favorite um, part of the prison break stream. Well, aside from the. So since we're gonna have to break this area anyway, pulls out TNG. Let's do this in style. Um, my sec. Aside from that, my favorite part is Dream looking into the opening his ender chest, looking in and finding twenty-two bells in his ender yeah. chest. I'm assuming that he got those when he was running around the server looking for enchanted golden apple. Probably, but it is very funny. Of like, te Techno brought a bell with him. No. <laughs> Dream. And the, the, the bell has just been a thing with them because that's it's what so uh, Techno funny. asked for from Dream XD. And then Dream just looks, looks in his ender chest, which he probably hasn't looked in for at least a year. No, no, it's... And it's just like, why do I have 22 bells? No, it's so <laughs> funny because... breaking up. Because when Techno asks for the bell, Dream's like, why did you ask for a bell? Why did you ask for a way out of here? Why did you ask for an ender chest? And Dream's and Tech's like, I don't have a bell in my ender chest. And then Dream yells up, like, I have bells in my ender chest. And Tech's like, well, why do you have bells in your ender chest? It just seems like a waste of an ender chest slot for me, to me. And then, prison break stream, Techno freaking brings in bells. He saves it. And he's like, I, I have no inventory space. And he saves one slot for a freaking bell. And then Dream's like, why do I have bells? He's got to make money somehow. In his ender chest at, in his ender chest at one point, And that's hilarious. It's yeah. so funny. And the Dream's just like, take these. <laughs> yeah, but um, 
So let's see. So Techno breaks into the jail. Uh, he breaks Dream out of his cell, and they get attacked by BBH, BBH and Sam. And apparently, Jack <laughs> says he was supposed to be there as well, but he was his uh, his spawn was really far away, and I don't know exactly. It was really far away. Planned. It's like so but, far away, actually. Yeah. Um. No, but so, they just so, farmed. Far they they just farmed bad for his items. Yeah, they killed bad, and then Sam ran away. Um, <laughs> and then they killed bad again. And then they killed bad again. So poor bad. <laughs> yeah, so like bad gets killed. Train. I think two or three times. I think a very important part of Sam's character is the fact that he's a coward. Mm, yeah. He's scared of things and he doesn't admit that to himself. To be fair, it wasn't a bad strategy because instead of letting himself die, he managed to block them into the rooms, which made them have to go through different routes. Unfortunately, it probably made more work for uh, content creator Sam who now has to fix the redstone they did blow up, but you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they'll probably just they'll probably just give him creator mode, honestly. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah. I mean, there's Wait, a chance, but also the like they there's this weird thing of the Dream SMP where they don't where like for a good section of stuff they just will not use creative mode for anything. Yeah, Dream's very very strict about when you can use uh, creative mode because we know that the prison was built entirely in survival. Yeah. Because uh, Sam has talked about how Dream force a bunch of people to go resource hunting all night um, for it <laughs> when it Sam was trying to use, finish it. They, they resorted to lava buckets after a while instead of mining for obsidian. Yeah, I wouldn't blame them for that. Um, yeah, so let's see, let's think. Uh, so we get that. We didn't talk about the funniest bit. I think we mentioned it, but um, they go... Dream tries to get Techno to leave. Techno refuses because Rambu's still there and Techno says he's not leaving without Rambu. Dream's freaking out, but Techno won't show him the way out. Um, and so he agrees to stay, which, you know, I, I feel like it's it's pretty reasonable of him to be freaking the hell out because this is his first chance at, uh, you know, not being in a little yeah, hellhole. If he, if he loses um, that chance, he's done for, essentially. Yeah. So he and Techno stay and look for Rambu. They break into the lower security cells, and they think they find Rambu's cell, but it's not Rambu, it's Connor. It's Connor! Connor's Connor just eats pants. Why? Um, because he apparently pretended to be a veteran at Chick-fil-A. That is not a joke. It's a joke in canon. <laughs> it's a bit, but it's very funny. It's canon. Um, yeah, so they find Connor, and then Rambu's next to Connor... And Rambu later states that you never want to be locked in prison with Connor because he will tell you all the things that you do not want to know. Rambu um, just has it out for the guy. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like Connor's probably a weird conversationalist. I mean, um, okay, but like... I don't think I'd want to be stuck next the to one, him. When Tommy and Techno waterboarded Connor, Rambu's like... They asked Rambu if he was okay. He was like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, he should not care. He said that he thought it was funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, that's funny. It's a dark moment for Rambu. <laughs> no, uh, Rambu's just Rambu's just like that. Um, that's true. <laughs> no, it, it's but yeah. It's, so they break out. Connor. It's really funny because um, they have arm. Techno has armor for Rambu and Dream, but it was not expecting Connor. And then Dream just has armor from ki from Techno killing Bad Boy Halo over and over again. So he's just like, yes. It's so funny. They're like, because oh, they we do have stuff for you. <laughs> yeah, no, so we don't have enough stuff. But I think Dream just like gives him netherite armor. Because he yeah. had extra. It's, and it's really funny because the first time Bad dies, Techno blows up his stuff. The second time Bad dies, Dream walks over, just picks it all up, and Techno's like, you're just farming netherite armor. Yeah. 
Um, and the only thing that uh, Dream is like, I doesn't at, that he doesn't have and makes a big deal out of is the fact that Techno didn't bring any netherite pickaxes. And yeah. it's the one thing that Dream doesn't have. And he's just like, why would you break into something that you know it's hard to mine out of and not bring a pickaxe? Um, well, the Techno's response is because you can't mine out of it. Yeah. So, uh, here, let's, let's finish this one up really fast, at least to the point where they break out. Um, so Dream and Rambu bicker. Rambu's very concerned about the fact that Dream's breaking out with him. Uh, they break back into the underground. They go down the tunnel. Mm -hmm. Sam and Bad start following them out, and they emerge outside. And then Rambu dies. <laughs> well, okay. it, it's a little bit more complicated <laughs> than that. Um, well, first off, they emerge shut outside up, Rambu. And everyone is there. I can't. Um, I can't. I'm just gonna freak out over every little bit of dream interaction we have. Sorry about that. But, uh... You know what, but Sam- Rambu does die, so let's briefly do that, because Sam decides that the best way to get Dream to stop is to take Rambu hostage by pretending that Sam has Michael Rambu's son. Rambu takes off his armor because he's a dumbass and agrees to be a hostage. <laughs> and then Sam tries to- Looks like he gets use... pushed into the water. Yeah. Sam tries to use Rambu to bring Dream back, which- opens up a lot of questions about what Sam thinks the relationship is like, because Dream doesn't give a shit. Also, well, Dream, Dream says again, he doesn't is a give necromancer. a necromancer. And then proceeds to run off, saying, Techno, come on, let's go, I don't give a f I don't care about Rambo, let's go, Techno. And then Techno's out there yelling, Sam, you have the wrong hostage! I, Dream, doesn't care about Rambo, I care about Rambo! Yep. And, uh... And that's interesting, though, is, like, and but we know, like, Dream's typical thing when someone tries, tries to threaten yeah. him with something he's attached pretend to. Pretend you don't yeah. care. Is pretend you don't care about it. Yeah. But when you look at his actual actions during that, he doesn't leave. Well, he, yeah, tries, he, sticks, he, he around. sticks around and helps Rambo. And I'm pretty sure when Sam kills Rambo, he helps, um, he helps, uh, Techno fight. I think, I think before they escape. Techno starts it's, fighting because he so, does the whole we, ga we gaming thing. And then I think Rambu, or not Rambu, I think Dream starts fighting like BBH and the other people around and then he tries he, to get the thing is though, The thing is though, so something really interesting. The first time uh, Dream and Techno like very obviously team up is during Doomsday. And when it happens, when they sort of make that agreement, Dream accidentally leaves Technoblade behind with the rest of the server. <laughs> And yeah. Techno complains to him about it. Um, Dream apologizes, and it's sort of like brushed off. And then now, in this situation, the basically the entire server is there. Technoblade isn't leaving. Dream isn't leaving without Technoblade. Yeah, he doesn't. That go was the thing. Him. He was, mm -hmm. he was fighting a one v six against like Sapnab, technically puns, who was slapping him with a stake. That was just very funny. Um, he he's like fighting against. Like, during that entire time when Sam was, like, posturing and then holding Rambo hostage and Techno was there, like, trying to get Sam Rambo to go with them and Connor was there and Jack was there and, like, Dream was busy fighting off Sapnap. He was busy fighting off literally everyone else who was there attacking and he was just running around, moving back and forth, tr trying to get Techno to leave with them so they can get out of there. But Techno doesn't move, so Dream doesn't leave either. And then, uh... Until Sam fully kills Rambu, who apparently only had one cannon life left, which we'll get into later. Now we have no idea where the other two are. And then 
Also, uh, Techno killed Sam, and we don't know if that's canon. I don't think no, did he actually Techno did not Sam kill either? Sam. Techno did not kill Sam. I didn't think he did. Um, he tries. I to. thought he tried, but I think he. I think eventually the the, the battle keeps going. And then yeah, Wait, so they so they give Sam? up and. I don't remember him killing Sam. Techno retreats with Dream. They get to the um, the horses. They get to the horses and with then... Bilza, and they book it back to the Arctic. And then Nikki has already separated off and run off. Yeah. And yeah, and so that's the end of the breakout. And I think. Hello and welcome back to the final season one Mellow High Spotlight. Thank you all so much for sticking with us this whole time, and hey, if you're new and don't know, this spotlight section is where we shout out a content creator, whether that be an artist, animator, theorist, or analyst, creates fan content for the Dream SMP so that you all can find them. We've had an amazing selection of spotlights over the course of Melahai, and today we're going to go out with a bang and bring you a bit of variety to select from. First off, our animator spotlight is going to Jay Sawson on YouTube, who created an amazing animatic about the Eggpire, lead up to the Red Banquet, and a bunch of the different parts of the story from early season 3 that we haven't yet seen conclude, but seems like we're leading back into. If you want to check them out, you can go and watch Paint It Red by Jay Sawson on YouTube. It's truly a masterclass in animation and it looks really, really cool. On the other side, we're going to spotlight a theorist and writer, uh, Dream of a Game, on Twitter. Dre, as I like to call them, is an everyone apologist who has written a lot of very well done theories and analysis of different characters on the SMP, mostly focusing around Dream, Sam, Quackity, Wilbur, Tommy. Okay, basically everyone. Dre also does art on their main Twitter account and has written some of the angstiest drabbles that one can imagine, as well as a bit of fluff here and there. You can check them out at Dream of a Game on Twitter. And lastly, thank you again to all of you viewers for sticking with us and celebrating these amazing creators with us. As always, if you know of someone you think deserves a spotlight for season two, you can let us know through our Twitter account at Melahai Podcast, in our YouTube comments, or by joining our Discord server. Thank you again, and please enjoy the rest of the episode. Uh, Alright, so where did we leave off? Because I think we just got off. to him escaping from prison. We left, we completed the escape. Yeah, and Dream and Techno had just Yeah, we left. finished the, the escape and then we were about to just start talking about um, sort of the, the split of uh, Techno and Dream. And them arriving at Techno's house in sort of that conversation. Um, I just want to mention a theory about... Um, Dream and Techno splitting up that I've seen. Uh, like we know that Dream does this thing where he pretends to have a falling out with someone that he's allies with. So we as just part of his plans. About this yesterday, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I and don't we know. also know that there's still stuff unrevealed, right? Those books that Dream gave Techno. They labeled stuff like Dream, Sam, Quackity. Yeah. We haven't seen what's in those yet. In the actual the breakout. Yeah, and there was a book with their blueprints. And we haven't seen the contents of those books during the actual breakout. We only saw the blueprints. So that's yeah. something that's still being unrevealed. So it might be connected to Dream doing the same thing he did with puns, where he pretends that there's been a falling out between them when there actually hasn't. 
or it could just be related to like, Ronbu dying. Yeah, that's the other one I've seen. Um, but yeah, so they they get there, and Dream seems to think that they're gonna stick together, and then Techno's like, uh, no, favor is over. Give me your armor. Get lost. I mean, I'm personally a fan of the idea that the plan is that they were supposed to split up and Dream had written that down, but after having been in prison for so long, he's kind of forgotten the details of what was supposed mm -hmm. to happen next. Yeah. Mm. And Techno was um, trying to subtly tell him that the next part of the plan is that you fuck off to be your boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Which he does. Okay. Um, so we might just um we might we might end up doing a whole episode talking about that, but staged vanilla theory canon. Yes. I think it'd be a good... Like how long has that even been a theory? Because I'm pretty sure people first started coming. coming up with that theory not long after this confrontation actually happened. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like very very shortly after the disconfrontation actually happened. A month or two. Um, but yeah, so we should probably talk about this. So. Uh, Techno and Dream split up. Dream runs off, and they seem to part on like relatively good terms. Like Dream seems happy and is good uh, neutral. saying that you know he owes him a favor, blah blah blah, blah um, for everything, and they'll see each other later. And then Techno uh, realizes after he runs off that you know well maybe I should have asked him to revive Rainbow. Um, that's fine. We'll just talk about the next time I see him. You forget resident necromancer is a resident yeah. necromancer. So <laughs> Dream leaves and the next time we see him is on Punz's stream. Cause Punz has been uh, sort of doing his own thing. And slapping Dream with fake. Yeah, so um, <laughs> let's, okay, we should probably backtrack. So during the jailbreak, uh, we kind of went over Techno's point of view, but there's a bunch of other stuff that also happened from all the other streams points of views. Um, which is like mm -hmm. Sapnap, Michael, Nikki, um, Tommy wasn't streaming at the time, but, uh, Aaron, Boomer, and Hannah all had- Puns. Uh, yeah, puns. All had different, uh, sort of things going on while Techno was breaking into the prison, and then in their reactions afterwards, so I guess we can probably go briefly over that, because, um, a couple of different things that happened was- Sapnap, Michael, and Aaron had a conversation about Dream being in the prison, which was kind of funny. Um, where Sapnap described as my, uh, described Dream as a fucked up guy, but then he got put in the prison and he got a different kind of fucked up, but he's still the original kind of <laughs> fucked up too, and he can't leave until he's not fucked up. And Michael's like, okay, but if the prison's making him a new kind of fucked yeah, up, I think I think Sapnap's in like serious denial about yeah, how fucked up the prison is. It was such a which like makes sense because he helped with like locking Dream up. Yeah. So if he accepts that he doesn't want the to prison is bad, then yeah, it means that he is responsible for that. Yeah, and then yeah. Aaron has sort of a similar reaction when uh, when the breakout alarms start going off because Aaron's just kind of like, "Why are you all like going after him? Just leave him alone. You guys shouldn't be killing the people who are jailbreaking him." Because Aaron and Michael both don't really know exactly what he's done but then i guess tommy tells them and they're still kind of like eh, this seems like a this seems kind of fucked up but um so we get our I wasn't there like dream apologists <laughs> Michael and Aaron. 
wasn't wasn't since then the conversation between Michael and Aaron and Zapnup happened where Zapnup talks about the Skeppy cage and acts like Skeppy was actually put in the cage and that the whole thing wasn't just one. I love that because it's like as they do it, they're trying not to laugh about the fact that there was a Skeppy cage. Yeah. It's, it's a whole thing. You don't believe the funniest thing, right? You don't believe the funniest thing. If in Dream of Source Dream, right, we get a flashback to where he's building the boat. Uh, obviously, rehearsal theory has got to be confirmed true. He was like rehearsing his yes. speech to puns and Ronbu. Yes. And that's how Ronbu was able to recite stuff that he wasn't there for. He was there for the rehearsal. But yeah. also, we know that Dream got the cat disc of Skeppy. So here is my head cannon. He invited Skeppy to the attachment board for that deal, and while he was there, Skeppy decided to make the Skeppy cage because he <laughs> thought it would be hilarious. That is my Skeppy head built it for That himself. or in exchange for the cat disc, he wanted a Skep Halo joke inserted with whatever he was gonna <laughs> do with the cat disc. <laughs> That's kinda of funny. Um Although actually talking about the attachment board, there's an interesting thing that happens, like one of the things in the attachment vault was like a place for Punza's shulker mm-hmm. but then it's like an extra bit of stuff that like it makes more sense when you know now that we know that the finale was staged yeah the fact that like Punz is like he puts down his shulker around you and he's usually really paranoid about it oh yeah i was supposed to say because now character Punz is he they so yeah, we should probably actually talk about the whole puns and dream reunions. And like, even let dream break it because he's got mining fatigue. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we're kind of we're skipping around a little bit because I don't know if we like properly explained what happens. But yeah, so techno and dream split up, and then dream runs off, and the next dream we see him on is puns, because puns. Um, so so puns previous to this was with Sapnap, and Sapnap was saying that him and puns are probably the only two people that could you know actually stop dream. And they agree to split up. And then Puns immediately starts being sus because he, he runs away and he's just like, hmm, I wonder where he could be. I have no idea. It's not like he's at some hidden location. And then he starts talking about how um, he and Dream, have, that he's been waiting to see Dream and he didn't, that the prison wasn't where they were meant to meet at. So it's been way longer than he thought that he would last since he's last seen him. And then uh, they go and they meet on like a shoreline, which apparently they were supposed to meet on an island, but Dream said it was too far away. And it, I don't know, it's this very like weirdly wholesome like it moment is so of wholesome. them reu- uh, like reuniting, but at the same time, it's sort of like a shock to people who uh, didn't believe in the disc finale or like or uh, the stage disc finale because suddenly, you know, <laughs> one of the guys who was like highly responsible for Dream getting locked up specifically because he's the one who turned traitor on him is like pun- or like Dream is sh- shouting like puns good to see you buddy and like uh, puns it's is super long exciting. time no see buddy dude it was just there have ever since that happened just tumblr chain after chain after post of long time no see yeah. buddy it, ha- it was even happening in like this other discord I'm in and it's just god it's everywhere and it's like the entirety of Dribbler is celebrating. This is, well, because first off, it conf- he sounds so happy, yeah. okay? He sounds so genuinely happy to see puns. It's a really wholesome And then, moment. secondly, it confirms stage finale, and everybody on Dribbler has just been celebrating. 
this is quite literally the biggest twist we all saw yeah. coming, <laughs> except for people who aren't Trebler. Yeah, so basically mm -hmm. we find out that uh, Dream was meant to be locked up in the prison all along, that it was... Mm, uh, it's part of his plan. It's part of his plan. He was supposed... The only part is that the plan had gone seemingly slightly wrong because he wasn't meant to be in the prison for as long as he had been. Mm. And, um, the, you know, the whole quacky torturing him thing, that, that wasn't... I got to see yes. it. Yeah. And it's really sad because it, it means, be... like, he trusted Sam to, like, yeah. keep the rules Not of the prison. Like, when worse. he says that Sam was meant to protect him, like, that was always the plan. And then Sam just, like... Went on a villain arc. <laughs> uh, it's okay, but it would be very, very funny and kind of sad if the reason the plan went awry was because if Techno was the backup plan of getting out, Rambo was supposed to get him out originally, but Rambo gets himself banned because he fucking writes, tries to rewrite the contracts at the big entrance of the prison that you have to sign in ender is not like he, he didn't even sign it in ender he just tried to rewrite the entire <laughs> contracts in ender twice it's, it's if he hadn't been like a troll or whatever his like plan were uh, was with that his silly goofy move okay but yeah no so he decides <laughs> to, to do that and, it's and then of... just bomb the prison from a from somewhere yep. that also and completely um that is, it, that's just, it, bomb the prison from somewhere and they get Tommy accidentally locked up in there with them. Yeah. That was, that's pretty funny, honestly. A little bit smooth But, um, yeah, so we find out that they've been working together the whole time. Uh, puns and Dream seem actually very, very close because uh, puns just puts his shulker bucks down and then gives Dream his, uh, because he has mining fatigue, he gives him his pickaxe to mine it. Which, you know, when you think back to the attachments vault, it's very, it makes it very clear mm. that, like, okay, this has all been uh, part of the plan. One giant. And then, uh, I don't know, it's nice because puns. Like, the thing is, we don't really okay. know exactly what his plan was. Because one of the main theories beforehand for stage finale was that the idea was that, like, once he was out of the way, if he was, everyone was united against him, then, you know, like, fighting would stop ideally but now yeah. we know that the plan was to be little... in prison for a period of time and then escape so there's got to be something like the prison isn't the end point of the plan yeah. basically that's like the big question now. he didn't it's plan like... to go into the prison or stay there or go into the prison and be like redeemed yeah he planned to go into the prison and then escape so there's more to the plan yeah, and honestly, this definitely gives the stone theory more weight. Uh, I think we've talked about the stone theory yeah, before, but if anyone's listening to this episode who hasn't listened to that, I think Animedition on YouTube has this whole video explaining the theory. Yeah. Although like, I can't remember, I don't think I remember the name. It's like Dreams We All Plan or something along the lines of that. Yeah, and it was originally created by Bluebell on Tumblr. Uh, but yeah, if you're not familiar with the stone theory, check out that video. It gives you the basic rundown of it. Yeah, so, um, they reunite, uh, Puns stacks Dream up with items, uh, and then Dream does his whole, you know, no one should see us together because it might put you at risk, it might put me at risk thing, and they split off. He does it right as Puns asks him, how are you doing? <laughs> Isolation can be pretty tough on yeah, you. Yeah, I've got some quotes, what is it? It's, um... 
Uh, Puns goes, being in isolation for that long probably does a number of people. Hope you're doing all right. And Dream goes, it has driven me absolutely wild, which you know, fair. Uh, and then, even though it took so long, I hope you're doing all right. I'm so sorry it went the way it did earlier. I'm glad you're finally out, though, which begs the question of which part. Um, yeah, and then Dream says, you know what? Yeah, it was, it was, it was a thing, but I'm out now, so it's fine. Um, but then they, so they split up. And then we get a little more dialogue from Puns about how uh, keeping up the act was really hard, and then he's had to keep it a secret for so long. I find that kind of funny because it's kind of like both a character and content creator thing. Yeah. Because obviously they've been keeping this secret for a very long time. Yeah. Like Sam, especially, it's, like he's yeah. been asked questions in Q's and Q's and A's where he has to go, I can't talk about that, that's spoilers. Yeah. Writer Sam is just so bad at keeping the whole thing like completely secret like you could tell there was something more going on mm. with the way like when, you know when a vaguely answered that was made for tommy because character sam said that and someone asked him in a q a was true and he was just like oh no that speaks spoilers like obviously if it was yeah, for actually like, for tommy it wouldn't be a spoiler at all because half the fandom already thought yeah. that yeah it's, uh, he tries. <laughs> I mean, it's just, know? it's very funny, in hindsight, watching everyone freak out over the next bit of Sam, content creator Sam leakage, <laughs> over his stage finale. It's, it's accidental. <laughs> it, it's like telling the truth by omission, you know? Mm, yeah. Like, but he's saying, like, oh, I want everyone to, like, tell really? their own opinions. Like, mm. I think people in this fandom take characters at their word way more than they should like you know the whole thing where there's people who think that Ron Boo Ron Boo is a reliable narrator there was some survey <laughs> back in like spring oh, a, one of the questions was asking who people thought the most reliable narrator was and multiple people put Ron Boo as the most reliable narrator <laughs> the dude who talks himself into panic attacks and hears voices and thinks everybody's out to get him is a reliable narrator. And the guy with terrible memory who can do something and then forget that he's done it. The guy who's the most. Oh, you know, like obviously that guy's a reliable narrator. <laughs> the guy who lies. But yeah, I to think people just take characters by says. their word, and it's like you can't really just take characters by their word. You've got to no. compare what they say to what how they, they say act. to what's actually happened to mm. what other people say has happened like uh wilbur is a really good example because he contradicts himself all the time so you really have to look at I his think... actual actions what he actually does to get a better yeah. idea of what his actual feelings are sam is an unreliable narrator people like to take sam for his word what the fuck are you <laughs> on about he he mm. thought hannah killed people at the red banquet yeah uh, sam hmm. also a big thing about sam and i mentioned it earlier in this episode i think he's a coward and part of that is he refuses to acknowledge a stuff like stuff that he's scared of and stuff that he doesn't want to be true even if he knows it's true yeah like the fact that rambo's dead because of him and not dream yeah you fucking liar <laughs> But, uh, yeah. but just in general, he is very big on denial. Yeah, there's no... None of the SMP characters are very reliable narrators. Like, the only ones... And that's actually one of the reasons it's so easy for Quackashi to, like, manipulate him. Is because he can take advantage of that. 
I'd say Technoblade is probably one of the more reliable narrators, if only because he doesn't lie to himself, mm. but he will lie purposely to the audience or to other people if he yeah. thinks there's something to he needs to hide or keep hidden. Yeah. Like, not showing us what was in those books, Technoblade! <laughs> yeah, Techno tends to lie by omission. Yeah. But yeah. what he actually says is usually truthful unless he's deliberately lying to another character. And it's also the fact that he directly uh, talks yes. to the audience. I... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the whole thing, the whole thing with authority mm. of Sam when he goes to visit the prison. Yeah. <laughs> but I he has like these like little the soliloquy moments. I'm probably not saying that right. Um. Where he's like talking to the audience like about how he feels about something. Like he's saying, like, oh, I'm really nervous about this. Or oh, we're doing really well. Stuff like that, which means you get a lot of insight into his character that you wouldn't really get for most other characters. Who tend to... Also, he's... I love his sarcasm. It's great. <laughs> yeah, like, I have been like, yeah. I write fic. I'm like, whenever Technoblade comes up in a fic that I'm writing, either A the tone immediately becomes comedic or b i have to restrain myself from making the tone comedic if it's meant to be like an angsty fic because whenever i write him i'm just like i can't not make technoblade funny and that just leaks into the narration as well like i'll be writing like this angsty fic about dream almost dying during the escape from prison and then uh sapnap coming to the syndicate to find him and then i put in a reference to spider-verse <laughs> into the spider-verse because techno's in it the narration just kind of has to do that it's uh speaking of technoblade the very first thing dream does after he splits off with puns is to go grab the axe of peace how did he know where that was yeah, that was gonna but be that's a nice. whole other mystery yeah, so, uh... Where the hell did... How, like, how did you know be the Axe of Peace was at Logstitshire, right? But we off. just had the finale, stage finale theory confirmed, like, which is, like, this really, like, elaborate story, plotline, plot twist, whatever, with a lot of small details so, backing it up. So, obviously, he was, like, meticulous enough with that and laying the clues for that. So, what's up with him knowing where to find the Axe of Peace? What's up with him knowing where to find I'm the Axe of Peace? I'm a personal advocate of Admin set. Dream, and he just knows mm. where certain stuff is if he's seen it before, or he's like. It could be that Ranbu, like Enderbu, found out somehow. But he wouldn't have been able to tell him as the thing because Ranbu was banned from the prison ages before mm. Tommy decided to put the axe under Logsashire. So something. A little bit more supernatural is probably yeah. going on in this case. Well, probably also the nightmare armor and why he knew it, where it was. See, the nightmare armor is um, questionable. Yeah, we definitely know there's something up with the nightmare armor because it's been mentioned the... multiple times over like multiple months that it's got some sort of energy to it, and yeah. also that includes the shield and stuff that people can sense and that was mentioned when they first got it off him it was mentioned recently it's very much a thing that isn't like a one-off it's established there's something up with that armor yeah yeah i think as far as the acts of peace goes though i know tommy blamed it on the fact that dream just knows him really well and to be fair 
Tommy is a pretty predictable guy. Like, mm. but like, I mean, I don't. There's no real way I think the dream could like logic out. Like, ah, uh, yes, Tommy still has this item that is yeah. significant to Technoblade, and he has yeah. hidden it in the place he got traumatized. And I will be able to find it extremely quickly here, even though it's hidden underground. Yeah, like, it is, it's pretty questionable. It's not something you can figure so out it's, through it's logic. Very... It's not like he put it in his house or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, obviously, since he was there for the axe, he was not there for Tommy. I'm sorry to people who think he's obsessed with Tommy. He's not. Tommy just happened to be an easy target hmm. and just show up. As oh, yeah, something like that uh, people have pointed out before. A lot of what he says, both to Tommy and later on with Sapap, is... Echoing what Quackity said to him. So there's very much like a cycle of trauma going on here. Subconscious or conscious um, emulation Mm. of Quackity, which means that it tells us a lot more about what he actually feels about what Quackity's Mm. done to him. He's not, he's he's trying to ignore it, I feel. But he's uh, not telling. It's coming out. As far as interactions with like Tommy though, like it's pretty clear that like he didn't go there. Per, at least to me anyways that he didn't go there specifically to find Tommy because he went there to find the Axe of Peace but his interactions with Tommy still seem pretty true to Stre- or, no. well it, it, some it, of it it's does more it does like, seem like um, he genuinely blames Tommy or like partially blames Tommy for how I fucked don't up the prison so. was well I mean What's well, also because like the whole thing, he's got this whole like super villain persona he uses around Tommy, so yeah, it's kind of hard he, to tell how much is him trying to intimidate Tommy, and how much of it is genuine. Yeah, but yeah. the whole like, like um, you so so because like yeah, right after he talks with Tommy, me. right, he goes to, to talk with Sapnap to try and get the armor, and he contradicts like half the stuff he said <laughs> to Tommy. He was not yeah. being honest there at all. Well, I don't think he was being honest yeah. with either so, of them. Like, to be fair, but um. Hmm. But, but like his actions Tommy, of is, showing up to get his armor directly contradict yeah. like just his actions of doing that contradict what he told Tommy he was going to do. <laughs> so whether he's being honest with Sapnap or not, his actions are contradicting his them. words. Yeah, I don't think he's being honest so with like, either of them. But, there's um, like I guess technically if you consider the fact that Tommy um Tommy getting himself killed getting himself killed. Tommy um and dying in the prison and then having to be revived in the prison led to Quackity coming into Torp Dream. I guess that part you could technically blame on Tommy, but I feel like it was definitely, definitely more Dream just see, see Dream just heading he to Lancashire, well, think... grabbing the axe of peace, looking up and about to leave, only to look up and find Tommy's heading over. It's like, is that I saw him, saw him and went. Is anybody gonna use this guy as stress relief? And then just went, did not wait for any <laughs> answers. The impression I sort of got at first was that he's basically trying to scare Tommy off from like ever interacting with him again. I mean, maybe. Hmm. I don't know. The part about him telling Tommy that he thinks that he's like he's sure that you knew. Like I'm sure that you knew about Quackity torturing me or whatever. I do think that like Dream at least partially believes that like Tommy was in on it and knew about it the whole time and is absolutely I don't... pissed about it because the, the torturing <laughs> no, um, thing he wasn't playing I feel for. like 
like, no, when I say, like, stress relief, I, I actually mean that I think he was tr using Tommy to process and vent what happened at the prison to him. Mm. Because he, yeah, he goes up to Tommy, and then he's, he's saying all these things, and definitely a huge aspect of it is him trying to scare Tommy and trying to, like, force this power dynamic back over them both, because that way he doesn't, like, he, if you haven't noticed, he's not fighting. Like, he, he's not really fighting people. He's trying to avoid confrontation. He's trying to go around undetected for the most part. He's running off with Sapnap. He doesn't really fight Sapnap at all. They just circle each other in the bunker there. Well, they but, fight so after like, they get out of the bunker, but, um... A little, but it's but it's also, like... Again, I, it's, it's him reacting much more violently and emotionally than what we're used to seeing. And so, like, he's... he's stuff, stuff that he's repressing, the bastard is slipping through in this conversation he's mm. having with Tommy and like 90% of it is probably just <laughs> he's saying stuff that he knows is gonna get under Tommy's skin that he knows it's gonna scare him is gonna get Tommy to think a certain way and act a certain way but then the rest of the 10% is stuff of his actual inability to process everything that's happened in the prison slipping through and getting into his words the comment about finally seeing the beach for once in his life i think he is genuinely like angry and doesn't like tommy which is part of the reason he acts the way he does when they're interacting because i think part of it is genuine I mean, but i think part of it is very much him tommy's sort of, an easy target you know playing into you know making mm. sure that tommy knows like hey i hate you and uh <laughs> i'm gonna make your life a living hell because you suck and I think everything's your fault. Um, uh, he, no, I don't um, think that's. I don't think that he thinks that at all. Interesting. What he does is he chases Tommy until he gets to the syndicate. Yeah. And then he just some leaves. People, some people have theorized that that is like intentional on his part. That he's trying to sort of. Oh, it's hundred percent intentional. Have you seen the way he was chasing he him? He's like every time Tommy veered off towards, he would hurl in front of him, say. Hi, hello, and then Tommy would turn right around and start heading back towards where he wants him to go. It's very obvious that he's it's very good from like a strategic perspective because it lets him know like what kind of terms is Tommy on with techno and filter and all of them. Because when he got kind of sure prison, they were on kind of bad terms. So it gives him an idea: Have they made up since then? Are they still enemies? Like, basically how things have changed since he was put in prison yeah yeah and it's also it's also like sort of his way of keeping making sure he knows where tommy is going to be most likely because he right so at this moment in time he's just fucking terrified the shit out of tommy tommy's screaming he's running away he's quite literally toying with them in his life and i love the blue for real it's hilarious um <laughs> But yeah, Dream yeah. is quite literally toying yeah, with Tommy, essentially. Yeah, because he could have definitely then... killed Tommy at any time during that thing, and he chooses not to. Yeah. It, it, killing Tommy was never the point. Um, so he's so chasing Tommy and then get, leading him to towards Philza, someone Tommy finds safety in, means after he's just like fucking terrified the shit out of Tommy, means Tommy's less likely to directly interfere, go after him now. And also less more likely to stay with Phil because he feels safe around Phil. Mm -hmm. And well, Phil's is probably gonna keep him out of trouble, most likely, maybe. Towards Tommy just ends up leaving afterwards, but like I it's it's not it's not illogical thinking that to believe Tommy was gonna stay with Phil after going through that traumatic experience mm -hmm. again. 
But yeah, so uh, Dream and Tommy meet. That interaction goes uh, poorly, you could say. Tommy gets chased <laughs> off. Uh, reunites with Phil. Um, Phil says he's gonna kill that tubby t- tele- or kick the shit out of that Teletubby shit for terrorizing teenagers um, immediately after getting out of prison. Uh, Phil and Tommy talk a bit. They talk about Lamanberg. Phil says, you know, it was a place that it was it was making you all focus on like control and power mm. and not each other. Uh, Tommy says that the discs were more than just discs. They were his representation of victory, of hope, and blah 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 blah. Ruby was right. Mm, but what's victory worth if you put it above the people you care for? Mm. Yeah, but um. So that's skipping forward a little bit. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything major. Other than that, during Tommy's stream, uh, we get some interactions. He builds a wall around his little area, but that's like way after everything's yeah. gone down. We, he uh, talks but- to Quackity a bit. Um. Oh yeah, Quackity. Quackity tells him that he knows. Uh, what a piece of shit Dream is, and that if Tommy needs him, he'll be there, and they sort of uh, bond and reunite that friendship again. Uh, Tommy and Crocky Sam interact. Um, Sam gives him a full set of netherite gear, and then Tommy goes back to his house where Tech uh, Phil and Rambu are talking. Uh, Rambu now being Ghost Boo. Uh, Techno gives Tommy sacks of obsidian for like a diamond, and then. Uh, Phil, Tommy, and Ghost Stuff happens. work on it's, their walls. It's a little... Speak, let's let's back up a little bit. So, before... Um, so, during this time where Dream is terrorizing Tommy, Sapnap is having a conversation with Sam, I believe. And I think he was blaming Sam for letting Dream escape. And I think there was at one point... I think at one point Aaron called Sam as Dream Apologist. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Aaron called Sam a, a sea dreamer, or asked if he's a sea dream apologist, and Sam just turns to look at him and goes, I'll kill you. <laughs> it's the funniest <laughs> bit ever. Uh, it's great. Um, but yeah, so Technoblade, at this point in time, at once with Sam, when Sapdap's finished speaking with Sam, once he's finished speaking with puns and they just split off to look for Dream, Sapnap heads directly to Snowchester Vault, which apparently he knows that's where Dream's armor is being kept because he knows Dream was going to come back for his armor. So he goes there ahead of time and beats him to it and grabs his st- uh, grabs the armor and then hides in the wall. And then he waits a little bit. Meanwhile, Technoblade tells Philza that he's gonna t- talk speaks of back backtracking a little bit. Technoblade speaks with Philza. Connor shows up. He made a guy, and he's now part of the syndicate. Sixth member. I, I Sam killed Apollo. Oh yeah, Sam killed Apollo. Fuck you. Does Sam. Connor have like a syndicate <laughs> name, or have they not decided that yet? Um, I don't think they've decided that yet. I, I wasn't paying too much attention because there was other stuff happening on other streams, but I had it open in the background. Connor starts building a little hut, and then. Same. Techno decides to head to Snowchester to meet up with Tubbo to inform him of the news and ask him what the fuck is going on with Michael. And, um, that happens a little bit. And then, moving forward in time a little bit, Dream, from Saturn's of Dream, finally comes down and he's into, into the Snowchester vault and he's looking for the armor. And then Sapnap walks up to him, goes, are you looking for something? 
and scares the shit out of him because Dream was not expecting that at all. And Dream like startles so much he literally falls to the bottom floor of the vault. And then he's building back up again, and he's like, he's happy. He's happy to see Sapnap, but then he, it's also sort of like, I'm happy to see you, but I think I know why you're here, and I won't like the answer. Do you have my armor? Sort of tone of voice. And so he asks him for the armor. And Zapdub's like, I'm not giving it to you. And Dream asks, like, uh, we could be friends again, like, right? They had, they had this... I don't quite remember what the entire conversation was like, but they had this whole conversation about... And mostly it was just Sam Sapnap asking a lot of questions and Dream trying to get the armor back from Sapnap again and again and again. Like, Dream is very blunt and like well first off, obviously sapnap knows dream wants the armor and dream but dream also isn't pretending that he wants something otherwise he's like hey nice to meet you can i have my armor back <laughs> it's really funny actually yeah but uh they sort of they fight a little bit and then uh sapnap or dream just manages to vanish again which he's done like two or three times now there's stuff um, that happens before that actually i mean they, they have it's, like an argument where uh dream keeps they have an argument for the armor sapnap keeps telling him no dream tells him that quackity tortured him and that's kind of why he escaped and sapnap was like well like he really specifically it, when sapnap asks him why did you escape dream just answers him, eh. this <laughs> the same egg he answered tubbo with was like who was the original who's the person originally built for Eh. Just skips over that immediately. Also, Blooper Real, Techno's <laughs> super loud mic and super loud typing. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and also, just connected the whole thing where he got um, Tom A to go to the syndicate. He also tricks Sapnap into going to Kanoka, which A means that if he was keeping an eye on Sapnap out of sight, he now knows where it is. I don't know or what B was meant to be. He's trying to keep people out of his way and sort of centralized mm. in places that I feel like he's trying to give the impression that he's going to be coming after them so they'll focus on preparing yeah. for him to attack them and won't try and well, hunt he goes him off and does something else which gives like, yeah. it buys him time to work on whatever his plan is if everyone thinks he's preparing to attack because they won't yeah. go bother going hunting after him and trying to find him mm. when they're busy trying to defend themselves yeah um, interesting stuff that I noticed during Sapnap's, during the conversation or argument of Sapnap. Well, first off, Dream is very, Dream, who doesn't tell his cousins about having been tortured, tells Sapnap that he was tortured by Quackity. And Sapnap doesn't, but I don't think Sapnap believes him. He doesn't actually believe him. And he just brushes off the fact that Dream was tortured in prison by Quackity, his fiance. Um... <laughs> And then it's very interesting because you can kind of tell the moment where Dream realizes that this line of questioning isn't working. I can't... Like, he Dream asks and tells Sapnap, like, well, we, we can do true that. We can be, be friends right here. We can start over. He's trying to reignite that friendship, also to get the armor back. But he's also... He is trying to say, like, we can be friends again. And Sapnap's just not having any of it. And you can tell that Dream, when he realizes this sort of this line of questioning doesn't work, isn't working, he swaps over to like, so what have you been up to? A kingdom, hmm? 
maybe I'll go pay it a little visit. And he just swaps to like this much more threatening instead of, oh, it, he goes from friendly to threatening, vaguely threatening. And they're just circling around each other, circling around each other around the boat, which is just such a cool detail, man. Like it's very, Sapnav tells Dream that he's not getting this armor unless you're taking it off his dead body. And it's just so interesting. Dream isn't fighting. He could fight. Yeah. But he's not. And he deliberately chooses not to fight. And also, Sam... Um, Sam bringing up fucking George. And then when he says, like, well, he's not talking about you. And then Dream just stops walking for a second. Sam, that is such a fucking low blow. Like, dude, what the hell? But um, eventually, when it's apparent that the threat isn't working exactly, it was well, it isn't working to get him the armor. Dream's like, hmm. Sapna's like, if you can even get out of here. And Dream's like, okay. And then <laughs> hurls the fuck out. out. And then he just sort of disappears. Vanishes. Uh, well, they fight for a little bit. He gets but really. Then he, he vanishes. He just. He, he calls the armor sentimental. And Sapna says, I think it feels good on me. Um, which is very. Dude, there's something up with that armor. But, like, yeah, he... They... Uh, Safna catches up a little bit, and then Dream gets, like, really angry for a split sec. It's like, that's my armor, that's mine. Yeah. And attacks him. And then, before he starts running again. And then he's, like, he's he's taunting Safna the entire way. He's, like, fanning the flames, essentially. And then, vanishes. Also, Detective Blade's comment. Nice boots. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, uh... Because the boots aren't enchanted and it's so obvious. Sapnap kind of puts Pinocchio at risk with all of this, and I think Carl calls him out for it, too, because Dream only starts, like, asking about Kanoko when Sapnap refuses to give him the armor. And so Sapnap runs mm -hmm. off to Kanoko to sort of, like, try and protect it, thinking that Dream might be going there, but he gets there and it's just Carl, and then Sapnap tells him everything, and Carl's just like, why wouldn't you just give him the armor? <laughs> like, now this entire country is at risk. And if anything happens, then I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> yeah. So. And then Dream's just running for like the better part of 10 minutes, 20 minutes, yeah. before he finally logs off. Yeah, that's the last time we see him we are on a stream. We don't really know where he goes after that, but uh. I think the last sort of thing that happens that day, as far as like major lore that I remember, like we got a little bit, a couple bits and pieces. Like Boomer Rocket said some things that about um, his hat and how the sense of power that he gets from his hat feels similar to. I don't remember if he said the nightmare armor or if he said dream or like a power the dream has, which either means that the armor does have some weird dream shit going on, or it could be something that the Boomer's hat can bring people back to life. Yeah, and like, it, it, I don't remember if he said that his hat can sense it, but he said that it was like something that felt familiar to where he got his hat from. So like his old home. So we got a little bit of that, but we don't really know Munch where that's going yet. Um, uh, and then... We got Rocket Duel interactions where Jack confronts Nikki over why she was helping Dream escape. And they reconcile, and I think, I believe Jack is inviting Nikki to his current location. We got Rocket Duel War. It's been so long. It's been yeah, like months. Yeah, they sort of finally reunited, and uh, I don't know if their friendship's back to 
the way it was, but Nikki at least says that, you know, she wants to change the server for the better. Uh, they seem to still disagree on the, whether the governments or the anti-governments or whatever. Yeah. But, uh... But it's like, ah! Uh, and also, also, um... Actual communication, guys! On the Dream SMP? <laughs> They're actually speaking to each other? This never happens! Like, genuinely, this is the first time I've seen of uh, people having a conversation, having disagreements and grievances, and then having a conversation with each other to find out what those grievances are and to explain their points of view that didn't end up in bloodshed. It it's, it's one of the better moments. Um, okay, we're running short on time, so we should probably cover the last few things. Uh, Ghost Boo now exists. Rambu died. Um, he's seems to hate a live boo. Uh, we got Foolish and Dream XD lore, um, which if you want to talk about communication, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dream XD, uh, we learned some more about him, like the fact that uh, he looks like Dream because Dream is the first human he ever met. Uh, he doesn't understand time or color or know what soft. karaoke is. He eats souls from dead people. Oh uh, yeah, a very recent lore, but Foolish is Dream XD's past. Dream, yeah, Foolish is DreamXD's pet. Yeah. Um, DreamXD doesn't like BBH because he thinks he's annoying and he likes bigger than nightmares. Um, oh yeah, um, apparently he has a ringtone for when people come out of night- get into- yeah. get into or come out of nightmares. It sounds the same as the eggs. Um, also, there's something a bit bad. When they updated the server to 1.18 and Bad went exploring underneath, uh, Y zero, he said stuff about how it felt familiar under there, so um, we don't know what's up with that yet. So, hmm. and also, Punk and Sam. Yeah, Punk has officially left Sam for dead. Yes, Punk. Uh, <laughs> Good for them. Basically said, "Fuck you. You cut off my arm uh, for key cards that I even that you don't even work." You killed an innocent bystander. Uh, you killed an innocent bystander. You let Dream escape, and Sam said, "It's not my fault." Uh, and I would have done this, I would have cut your arm off again, and I would have killed, uh, Rambu again, basically. And Ponk said, that's all I needed to know. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, if you ever need my help, I'm not giving it to you. I'm not gonna to be you. there when you fall. I'm not gonna be there when it all catches up and to you. And then Sam, like, takes off his armor and gives Ponk his sword and tells him to kill him if he wants to. And Ponk says, no, because I want you to see one day everything that you've done. Uh, and then Sam walks away and says that Paul can be angry if he wants to be, and it's just like, Sam, goddamn man, Sam. <laughs> can you relax <laughs> for like two minutes, please? Uh, and then, uh... No, this is literally the, you don't need that person, Sam, to Punk. you don't need Sam. No. He doesn't need Sam. That meme. Oh, man. Uh, and then I guess... The, I think everything else, that was like all the lore that we've had other than what's happening today, um, which obviously we have yep. to watch. So I think the only other things that happened in the last week that are really major is that, uh, not really lore yet at least, but the SMP has updated to have a second world that is an entirely 1.18 generation. Um, and the current world has been updated to 1.18 yes. as well, so stuff below Y level has now become generated. And I have to say, 
It's very, very interesting that they would plan the lore streams to happen days before yeah. the update. And then after Dream escapes, the world suddenly undergoes massive changes <laughs> and a portal coming, comes from seemingly nowhere, leading to a brand new seed. Yep. And, uh, it's a little... The rules about the new world are like, kind of iffy. Some people are completely starting over. Others have kept their gear. I think the only thing that's happened in there so far is that Foolish has built um, this, the city of uh, Ohio. Or country of Ohio? I don't really know what it is, but he's built Puns Ohio. Puns marked down a piece of land as Florida. Rambu found an enchanted golden apple. Rambu found a disc and then destroyed it the moment he found it. <laughs> nice. And then um, Tubbo was yelling at everyone to keep the integrity of the experience. Which is very funny. <laughs> then... uh, also, Tubbo banned uh, Oakley walls and cobblestone towers from being built on a new <laughs> Basically, world. Tommy. As you should. Yeah, so Tommy is not allowed to build on a new server, apparently. Basically. At least from Tubbo. At least on the I mean, new world. As you should. Um, and I think the only other thing that we know is that uh, the mana treat account that was floating around for a while is apparently a new CC that's getting added to the Dream SMP, but we don't know uh, who they are, uh, what their relationship to Dream or anybody else on the SMP is, and when they're starting. So My two main guesses is either it's like a whole troll and this is like the vlog incident all over again, <laughs> or it's someone that Dream knows personally in real life, like it's a real life friend or family member yeah. that's interested in streaming. Yeah, my bets are it's either someone he knows or has known for a really long time, either like another one of like the M Munchy MC crew that like hasn't started streaming before but has been around for a long time, and the manager or they're just messing just with sort us. of a start over for them or something like it's that. It's Callahan slash or Drew. someone he knew in real life, or uh, it's another CC that's just using the name as sort of a bit to drum up attention but I, I don't know that seems flimsy um yeah so that's everything that's happened in the last week from last saturday <laughs> i'll be like oh, i'll be completely honest but, with, uh, from yeah. what i've seen of dream xd i feel like he's a lot fucking younger than the egg <laughs> He knows too little, yeah. that's the thing. Mm. Like, he says he's, he enjoys watching people, but he doesn't know, like, so many things. And things he does know, you could say it's, it's stuff he's learned from Foolish. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so, so like we should guy. wrap up this episode. This is, like we said at the start, this is the last episode of Season 1 of Melhi. Although we'll probably have an episode out next Monday as well, because lore is happening and we're still going to yeah. want to talk about it. Originally we were thinking like if there's no lore, there's only a small amount of lore, maybe we'll take a break for a week or two, but it looks like stuff is happening. So we're just gonna go ahead on the normal schedule. This will just be split into season one officially. And everything about us talking about season two of the Dream SMP. And then the next season is gonna be everything season three of the Dream SMP. Season yeah. four of the Dream SMP. Yeah, so uh, we'll probably see you all next week, but maybe not. Have fun watching. Well, come back here in six months out, and we listen to everything so. that we made. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever want to do a refresh on everything that happened in season two, season three, what I keep in, in season three of the Dream SMP, just listen to all of us. Yeah. Uh, and I guess we we have multiple episodes on the Sandberg. 
Okay. Hey. I guess, uh, let's have all right. so much fun. The Bye then. We should just say is Bye. Uh, thanks everyone who's been watching for the last 30 episodes and we'll see you in season two. Bye. Well, thanks for listening to the Toshi's episode of Mohi, and we hope you enjoyed it. If there's any topic you'd like to hear us discuss, feel free to leave a comment or find us on Twitter at MohiPodcast. I just get updates about new episodes. We also have a Discord server, you can find a link to in the description. See you next time!